Everyone was partying, you know, drinking and dancing, and just hanging out, having fun. And then these things came and they attacked the wraith, started killing everybody. Those of us that could get away did. We ran. We finally got to the boat, but it wasn't there. These things, they just kept coming and coming and killing. We finally found this house. We ran inside and tried to hide, and that's when you guys came. I thought you were more of them. Them? Who the hell is them? Who? Try what? What? Rudy, they were dead people. Okay, guys, if you saw the tape, you may not want to believe it, but those are reanimated corpses, just like out of a fucking Romero movie. A what? A Romero movie, you know, like the Holy Trilogy, Night, Dawn, and Day? They say he's gonna make Twilight of the Dead one day, but I kinda doubt it, you know? Can we just get this out of the way now? It's the spooktacular. Too early? <laughs> no. Just right. We're into October. We're it's actually late. a week late. It's right. Just, it's late over so, here. Gotta do some extra drops. Do it again. It feels great to be here right now. It's it's fall. It's chilly outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I want to die. You, oh, I, I want to okay. move oh. desperately Ooh. from this horrible region of the country I live in. <laughs> My favorite season. <laughs> it's the but at best. least I can do this. Yeah. We've been doing the spooktacular since year one of this pod. I don't know when that sound effect was introduced, but it has become one of my favorite parts of the year, being able to press that button with reckless abandon. When uh, we talk about horror movies, it's spooky season. Ooh. Horror. Spooky. Yeah, that's, that's what this is. And for week one of the spectacular, Adam decided to pick the least scary horror movie <laughs> ever made. <laughs> With a bullet. I've never been less scared by a horror movie in my life. I've never. Even with bad horror movies, too. This is the other thing. Like, you know, you'll occasionally laugh at the stupidity in horror movies. But even then, you can get some cheap thrills here and there. But I was uh, I was laughing through the, a good majority of this movie. I will say that either laughing or in serious pain. How about bored or bored? Yeah, this that's, I forgot about that. How about fucking bored? I wasn't bored. I'm baffled by the movie. I wasn't bored more than anything. I gotta be honest. I wasn't bored. I mean, I was a lot of things. Bored, I was not. I can't say. Well, occasionally bored. I wouldn't say I was bored all the way through. But uh, this is uh, wow. This is something else we're doing. House of the Dead oh, is directed no. by Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll. Who is a German auteur of the sort? <laughs> yeah. Who made a lot of video game adaptations in the early 2000s. Yep. He made a movie with Christian Slater, Tara Reed, and I think Stephen Dorff is in it. Alone in the Dark. Called Alone in the Dark, which is also based on a video game, correct? Yep. That's one of the most famous video game adaptations for how bad it is. Great game, though. Is it? I've not played the game, actually. Okay. I have played this game we're going to talk about. 
Now, Alone in the Dark, again, you guys have to catch me up on the video game shit. This was an arcade game first, right? House of the Dead? House of the Dead. House, House of the Dead was. was an it was arcade a, game first and foremost. It was a light gun rail shooter. You know, if you've been to Disney and there's those, well, maybe not Disney, it's in Universal, but there's that Men in Black ride where they hook you up to a cart and they put like little viruses on your shooting aliens, but yeah, that's like all you Yeah, like the Toy you Story did. one. Yeah, yeah. There there's there's yeah. a Toy Story one is what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, with the bubbles and shit. Exact same thing mm-hmm. here, except you're in an arcade doing it and you can do it from home too. Yeah, Deer Hunter. Right, yeah, like yeah. What, something like that. Yeah, exactly. So oh, you have the physical gun that you cock. Usually, yeah. That's sick. Mm-hmm. I love that art arcades. Yes. My, it was my favorite part of like stopping at a rest stop on vacation. So it's one of those things. And House of the Dead is an example. It's like most people know what House of the Dead is, even if they can't call it out by name. But if you've been to an arcade, you have seen House of the Dead or something exactly like it. Sure. So, um, so yeah. So, so uh, point being, not much of a story here. It's like wanting to do an adaptation of Pac-Man. Sure. Yeah, it's like it's like tra- or like Mortal Kombat, which W. S. Anderson did. Even even about that Mortal Kombat. There's more story in, in Mortal- a Mortal Kombat game. Way more. Way more. It's like doing like a fucking like Tetris, and not like the making of Tetris, like the behind the scenes in Russia that they just did. Right. No, like an adaptation of the blocks falling. Right. It's like <laughs> like from the perspective of like the purple L-shaped block, who's like trying to find his place in life. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that Hungry Hungry Hippos movie that they're working on at Mattel, apparently. Yeah. It's like, what the hell about House of the Dead did you find attractive to want to make it into a movie? It's like making a movie of Battleship. Sorry, that was just another good example. Of it. You happy with yourself? I kind of like the Battleship movie, though. <laughs> what? I'm not saying <laughs> Pardon? What? I can- I kind of like the Battleship oh, movie. Oh, shit. Let me write that down for a later date. Battleship with Rihanna, no less. With Liam Neeson and Rihanna. And is that Peter Berg made that thing? hmm Yeah. One of his weirder movies, yes. I'd say. Yeah. I'd say. I've not seen it, no. Uh, but according to Nick, uh, it's a very good movie. Okay. I'll, I'll I didn't say very good. I said I kind of <laughs> like it. I, I want to set the expectations properly. Do they ever say in the movie, you sunk my Battleship? They must. I hope so. They must. I can't remember. Yeah. Why are there aliens in it? Um, are we the aliens playing? Like the, the, the metaphor is humans are the aliens in this situation. Is that oh, the idea? You're really testing Nick's knowledge of a movie he saw 11 years ago. Yeah, Adam, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Involved metaphor. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, lovely. <laughs> so this guy... <laughs> I kind of want to just spend the whole show talking about this man because I love him. Reading his Wikipedia page before the show was a delight. And I highly recommend (laughs) that as like a weekend read. You know, if you're just like sitting by the pool or something and you just want to bang out, you know, some incredible Hollywood myth. Look up this guy. But I also kind of want to save it because I feel like there is plenty of more material for future podcasts. Looks like it. Yeah, there are. Two, count them, two Uwe Boll documentaries that we could easily do for documentary month. One of them is called Fuck All of You or something like that. (laughs) Fuck You All, the Uwe Boll story. And another one is called Raging Boll. B-O-L-L. Right. Raging Boll. Boll. So, and, you know, there's so much like myth, but essentially this guy is a German filmmaker who developed a career in the film industry by serving as a shell corporation for German financers 
that wanted tax havens for their money. So like there's this tax law in Germany, I guess, <laughs> that if you finance a movie, you can write off all of those as non-taxable income and then you only get taxed on the profit that you make. So there's a conspiracy theory that went around in the mid 2000s that Uwe Boll was purposely making bad movies and convincing billionaires in Germany to finance them so that they wouldn't generate a profit so they wouldn't have to pay taxes on the investment. What's the idea here, though, that, like that he says the movie costs 10 million, but it really only costs 2 million and then they pocket the eight. Is that the idea? Yeah, I think essentially like an American studio will want to finance a movie a video game adaptation someone like sega for example will want to like finance an adaptation of one of their video games and they know that they can get a good deal in germany because germany writes off all of their (laughs) their fucking uh movie budgets but in order to qualify for that law you need to have a german filmmaker a natural born german filmmaker you can't just shoot in germany so they use this guy as a stooge Right. And essentially all of this German money came pouring in. They wrote off the cost, sold it back to the distributor at basically the same rate. Didn't indicate any revenue for themselves. Right. So essentially all of these fucking German financiers could launder a hundred million dollars essentially through this really shitty production. Oh, and then everybody's happy. It's like American studios got to make the movies on the cheap and then Germany wasn't getting tax revenue from their billionaires. Nice. It was a very involved scheme, and I highly recommend <laughs> looking into it. <laughs> if you, but the point is, I fucking love a grifter. You know what I mean? Oh. I just love a naked con artist disguised <laughs> as an actual artist. Yeah. And that is what this guy Uwe Boll is. He is an absolute con artist. <laughs> and I love him so much. He is a, a barnacle of a human being. Uh, <laughs> he's made a lot of movies too. If you look at his IMDb, yeah, he's none got of 57 them, directing credits. None of them good. <laughs> Very few of them good. But a lot of them with stars. Yeah, like Alone in the Dark is a notable one for sure. That fucking Blood Rain movie movie he did has the chick from terminator 3 in it he did a movie called i think it's in in the name of the king or whatever i think it's fucking uh, uh what the hell jason statham J- jason statham yep 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 in the name of the king colon a dungeon siege tale <laughs> i love a colon i love the colons in movies there's actually three in the name of the king movies one of them has dolph lundgren and i think the other one has the guy from prison break not the main guy but his brother not Wentworth Miller, but the other guy. I like Prison Break a lot. Isn't that show awesome? Yeah, really good show. Always enjoyed it. Michael Schofield? Terrible Michael Rappaport, but besides that... Uh... He's really not good in the last season <laughs> of the show. They bring Michael Rappaport in as like the FBI agent that tracks down all of the escaped convicts and at that point it's become like a conspiracy a governmental conspiracy show yeah is that right it's a prison break show at first and then like towards the end they have to like hack into like a computer mainframe and it's like a heist thing like it looks like mission (laughs) impossible one and it can't make any noise and everything it's it was kind of the original fast and furious in that way oh sure you know where it like begins as this very like quaint story about street racers and then all of a sudden they're like super spies they jump the shark first yeah 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 is, is it that what? <laughs> remember the first season of prison break was just like 
the schematics to the prisoner tattooed on him. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember he that. He was like a walking map. That's right. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty fucking sick. It was sick. Yeah, that was a good good show. Good, good and by show. season four, Michael Rappaport's like, oh, I'm a fucking FBI agent over here. <laughs> and then they give him a stroke and he's confined to a chair to the end of it. I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> and then William Fickner is like, a, oh, I love him a, in that. An international terrorist by like the end of the show. They're just like, there's this giant government conspiracy where a shadowy organization is chasing after him. I'll never forget seeing Dark Knight for the first time. Be like, it's that guy from Prison Break. What's totally. He doing? What's he doing? It? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll. Want to go more? Let, let's go into his Wikipedia page a little bit more while we're at it here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I made two documentaries about him. Raging Bull, they got that title because that was the name of a exhibition boxing series that he did in the mid 2000s he challenged his harshest critics to boxing matches Mm -hmm. that were going to be filmed and put on the special features for his future movies so he like (laughs) challenged the guys from like ain't it cool news and you know all that shit those like mid 2000s movie blogs to boxing matches and in order to like qualify you had to like have panned at least two of his movies in print I think he also challenged like Tarantino and Roger Avery to it um, because he just wanted to stick it to all of his critics. And I think he actually went through with like five of the fights and he won a bunch of them. There's there's one that he challenged and the critics just so happened to be like a professional, not a professional, but like a trained fighter. And yes. he, he had to back out. He's like, oh, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to actually fight somebody. <laughs> so he didn't He's show such, up. such a punk. <laughs> Such an such an idiot. This guy's such a fucking loser. I can't get over it. We talk about the the trailer for his film titled Auschwitz. Oh yeah, he did an Auschwitz movie. Yeah, I've seen that trailer. He's like, I'm a German and I must confront the evils of our past. He's in the trailer as an SS gas chamber guard. <laughs> After Bull was linked to a potential film adaptation of the Metal Gear franchise, series creator Hideo Kojima responded, quote, it's impossible that we'd ever do a movie with him. Bull also made a bid to direct the 2016 Warcraft movie, but was turned away by the owners of the Warcraft franchise, Blizzard Entertainment, who said, we will not sell the movie rights, not to you, especially not to you. (laughs) (laughs) Poor (laughs) Uwe. Speaking of which, you know who doesn't care about their games? Sega. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they're also like funding raves in the middle of the jungle, essentially. <laughs> so clearly they're pretty financially irresponsible. Yeah. In the wild jungles off the coast of Seattle. Yeah. Is that where they are? Tell me why there's an island called Isla del Morta off the coast of Seattle. Washington. Isla del Muerta, because it sounds scary. If you don't speak Mexican, that means Island of the Dead. Yes, Island of the Dead. Yeah. Jeez, who's the U-boat commander? Cuando más? No. Uh, what? How much? Uh, $300 out there? Uh, about 600 mine. 600 No, no way, that's crazy. No one no. is talking to you. Where are you headed, girls? Huh? I don't know, we got this map. It's uh, somewhere in the San Juans. You must know where that is, right, Skipper? You crazy? They crazy. No, I don't think so. Excuse me? I said forget it. Yeah, forget it. Forget it. That means stop talking. Stop walking. Why? 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 They always ask why. You know what they call this island? Isla del Morte. 
muerte. That's Spanish for death. In case you don't speak Mexican. How about that fucking guy who's like, if Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfus from Jaws had a baby? You know, it's just like fucking Quint with the hook, and but he's also kind of like which guy, Clint rubbish. Howard or yeah? Oh God, yeah, he's the man. <laughs> just having a casual conversation with a topless woman as if she's not topless—that's right. great <laughs> stuff. That's great stuff. He's like, I don't care about titties. He's in Seinfeld as the Strangler, the actual Strangler. Oh my God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love this guy. He's in the Grinch. He's Ron Howard's brother. Oh my god. You didn't know this? Did not know that. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, he was Gentle Ben on the Andy Griffith show along with his brother. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There you go. He made his acting debut at the age of 2. He's in uh, Apollo 13 too. The guy with the glasses, the bald dude and he's like, "I recommend we stop the leak yep. here, you know. The the, yep. the the Odyssey is dying. For my chair here, this is the last option." That dude Oh, my God. So how did they convince him to play a guy with a hook for a hand? <laughs> and, like, a yellow raincoat. He's, he's like, it's a perfect kind money. of money. Yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Foreign German money. Yeah. He, he's a character actor, though. I mean, yeah. it, it does make sense. I'm, I'm not as surprised by him. I am a little more surprised by Euron Prochno in this movie. Who's from Das Boot, right? Das Boot, playing another role, captain. Playing Captain Kirk. <laughs> Just in case you didn't get it the first time. That, that's the joke. I totally forgot. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. Who like smuggles cigars. He smuggles like Cubans. Cigars. And I don't think he's smuggling guns. I think he just has those I think he guns. he just has a gun. For protection. He's got like 15,000 desert eagles. <laughs> Why does he have so many desert eagles? <laughs> because if you're a smuggler, you better have a lot of guns. Right. And they say size doesn't matter. House of the Dead. Yes. Sega video game. That was just given to Uwe Ball in the wake of Resident Evil, right? Yes. Like Resident Evil made just like a shit ton of money and they're like, people are into the action zombie genre. Zombies were coming back. The House of the Dead along with uh, Resident Evil were, you know, I, we talked about this on the W.S. Anderson pod. Big, big, very culturally important games, actually. Right. They're the start of the zombie revival as we know it. But, and yes, Resident Evil comes out and they're like, oh, wait a minute. These work as movie adaptations. Yes. And they rush this thing into production and it comes out like 10 months after fucking House of the Dead comes out. Like it's immediate. They just like shoot this thing in three days. And get oh, it, God, really? Get they all the special effects in- done in like four. <laughs> like it was like they, immediate. They sh- shot this in three days, Nico? Seems like a lot. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. The, the efficiency. <laughs> So the turnaround is amazing. They probably wrote the script in like a day and a half. Like, it was like on a, <laughs> I don't think like they wrote Steven a... Soderbergh is like, I wrote the script to sexualize a videotape on the bus one day. It was like, that's what this is. I'm not entirely sure they wrote a script. I think they just came up with the <laughs> lines on say, the spot. <laughs> I, I'm not convinced there's a script here. One of my favorite clips is where they're going to, I guess it's the titular house of the dead in the graveyard. Yeah, I think uh, it's I suppose, the only house in the movie. It's, yeah. yeah, which is whatever um and there's like a line of them and they're firing towards the camera and you can clearly see at the bottom of the frame a dolly track (laughs) that's that always makes me laugh Uh oh and what about they use dollies in this movie amazingly somehow they don't say and then there's the great like the zombies jumping on trampolines and at one point you see the trampolines (laughs) it's it's, it's great it's the best i don't know my favorite parts is that these zombies first of all they don't act like zombies they just like there's that great shot when they're on the boat yeah you just see them in a wide and you're not really sure what's happening in the distance and it looks like they're just fucking just dudes piloting the boat or whatever 
Yeah. Like they're, yeah, it's just. They act a lot more like deadites than they do zombies, mm, I think. There we go. That's true. Yeah, but also like not goofy at all. Like they're just, I mean, I guess other than the fact that they jump really high. Physically, they act a little more like deadites, but they don't have the personality of deadites at all. No, they're just like dudes, you know? Yeah, they're they're just dudes. They just break your neck or whatever. Like they don't bite you really. I mean, some, there's a couple bite sequences, but like there's very little zombie eating that you actually see on screen. Well, that's because they cut away every time there's any zombie eating. It's pretty crazy. And it's in this movie. I've never seen anything quite like it. I gotta say, like, we just did Paul W.S. Anderson on the other show. Adam subjected me to five Paul W.S. Anderson movies, including the original Resident Evil, and I am amazed that less than a month after recording that podcast, I have done such a complete 180 on Paul W.S. Anderson. (laughs) After watching this. Because you watch this movie and you're like, (laughs) oh my god, like... He is an auteur. Yeah. It looks like fucking George Miller compared to what this guy is doing. <laughs> Even Resident Evil. Looks yeah, like, no, Resident Evil looks like it's a classic. Like it's a, you know, it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark or something fucking, compared to this movie. Fucking masterpiece. It's amazing. <laughs> Next to this, and like you actually see, like Paul W. Sanderson is dumb, but at least like he has a sense of how to stage an action sequence. Absolutely, he, he has ideas. Absolutely. Like you know, like he's actually thinking this shit through. How about the scenes where they they got to open the door and you're in practice, just like firing guns, the flattest shit it's they just love them just shooting at nothing right well he also loves the like bullet time from the matrix 360 pan the dolly shot how fucking i hate that shit how many times does he do that in this movie i mean it might have been over 10 i don't think i could count it on two hands the way they do that is they basically take like a rail and they put like a hundred cameras around the rail and you just start filming with all of them and you cut to each and every one of them as it's spinning Well, around. you're not actually filming. You're taking stills on Basically. Like the, because you want it in super crisp HD. Yeah, exactly. You want to be able to do it in slow Yeah, motion. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you can just, but you're, it's, it's kind of continuous. You see that on red carpets a lot now. Like, yeah. You know, uh, E! News or whatever will set up like a 360 view of, the, of an actress's dress or something. That's the type of thing, if you did it once every 10 movies in your career, it would be too much. Like the Wachowskis did on The Matrix. Yeah. It was like we did it one right. time and we blew everybody away and that was it. Yeah. But the fact that this guy does it, that, first <laughs> off, the technical requirements to do that this many times in this movie is just fucking stupid. <laughs> For the payoff to be that? <laughs> it's right. Just, like, I don't think it's cool in this movie. As, like, the first time it's not cool. It's just tacky <laughs> as hell. Let alone the by the 20th time. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm not, I can't say I'm really in it, guys. And then uh, there's the amount of repeated shots. Mm. Just flat out recycled exact same shots. Shot 001. We're going to put that shot over here. 001 is also over there like that fucking creep just peeking out of the bushes that happened like five times right well there's also that sequence where they literally replay the movie over again oh yeah when the guy's like getting a flashback the girl dies and he flashes back to the entirety of the movie and you see the movie in fast motion (laughs) it's great shit i love when you flash back to a scene that was already in the movie that's that's a great yeah it's like but it's in like sepia tone or whatever which this that's another trick this movie always plays is like flashbacks are in sepia oh now we're in the past (laughs) we're with a bunch of spanish explorers now on the nina and pinta and santa maria like but if they're spanish like you said before if it's in seattle how do they how the fuck did they get there (laughs) right like that's that's the biggest problem with this movie to me beyond everything else the fact that it took place in seattle beyond the fact that it's maybe the worst movie i've ever seen in my life 
It's really bad. <laughs> it's it's so bad, guys. I kind of dug the vibes, though. Not going to lie. <laughs> Dude, I had a good what time with vibes? it. It's, what vibes are you talking about? It's just I like think... so shamelessly a music video. <laughs> for. Such a... I mean, it's like it is crazy to me the commitment to making it not scary. Like you couldn't have made it less scary if you fucking tried. <laughs> You know, like it's amazing. Like there's, it's literally a zombie movie. There was one jump scare sort of kind of when the zombie comes out of the fish tank, you know, there's like the blood right. and, the, and that was like a kind of a little unsettling. But for the most part, like you said, it's like the zombies are there and there's no build up to it. They're just there. So there's no suspense building. And then the, the zombie comes out and starts eating the person. And then we cut immediately mid scream. And this happens every time. Yep. So like, we're not lingering on the gore and we're not lingering on the buildup. It's just like a zombie attacked. Let's move on with the story. It's crazy. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like who thought this was a good idea? Like the commitment to that. I'm just like, wow, this is really early two thousands in a way I wasn't expecting. I'd say give vi music videos more credit. I've been more scared by music videos, dude. Right. Music yeah. videos have way more like interesting stuff. <laughs> style than whatever's going on here this is a fucking nightmare <laughs> it's not a horror film this is the problem right it's not a horror film it's an action film with a horror setting right but okay but even the resident evil movies on occasion motion in the direction of horror you know <laughs> there's about a 10 minute sequence where they're all outside shooting zombies with guns and it's clear that that was the only part of the movie that any thought was put into and it's incredible like it is like <laughs> such a fucking mess, but it is, it, it's like a train wreck. You can't look away from that sequence. It's oh, amazing. It's kind of sick. Um, it's pretty sick. Well, it is. I'm not sure. I, agree. I mean, why is it sick? I mean, it's sick in the way that like, you know, train wreck videos are sick, you know, or like videos of guys like falling off of skateboards and downstairs. Like it's like a jackass is sick. I like, find it's sick in the I, same way. I find it generic. I find it annoying. It's dumb. It's loud. But it commits it commits for like 10 fucking minutes to it. It commits so hard that you kind of have to respect it. Do. It goes on bit. for so, the scene does not end. <laughs> it, it is the most ill-disciplined action scene I think I've ever seen in my life. We'll put it that way. <laughs> right. I mean, it is just nonsense. There's one scene where a girl just inexplicably jumps 10 feet in the <laughs> air <laughs> like she's in a wuxia film. <laughs> like then, it's, she could just fly all of a sudden, shoots a shotgun, then we get a close-up of the shotgun shells. <laughs> the CG pellets removed like it's amazing <laughs> like why <laughs> it's so good and it goes right through the zombie and it, as the zombie's throwing an axe at her i'm pretty sure you see certain zombies die and then appear later in the scene oh they're definitely like, reusing no question about it like but it's not, it's not even like like gleefully violent it's just like no. it's they just get shot and fall over like uva ball seems just concerned with oh my god i just love it when people pull triggers Right. And that's it. It's it's so dumb. I mean, I, one I woman can't. gets her legs blown off and you barely notice. It's yep. like you blink and you miss it. It's like, oh shit, she doesn't have her legs anymore. How'd that happen? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It, it, right. It, it is not horrifying in the gore. It's not horrifying in the suspense. It's just nothing. It's, it's just, just it's I think here. there's a hand grenade in there that also appeared similar to in uh, Anchorman where you're just not really sure where it came from. But yeah, totally. There's totally. a grenade now. That, that's a great <laughs> comparison. That's exactly what it is. It's the Anchorman fight that's, scene. That's a better action scene for God's sake. <laughs> that's a way better action scene. Unironically, but I'm not even kidding. That's a much better action scene. But it's the same idea. Well, they do that sequence too where they're 
showing all the weapons and it's in slow mo and they're playing the dramatic music. It's crazy. They're just like dynamite and shotguns and it's like goes on for twenty minutes. And where'd you get a hand grenade? <laughs> Why does he need a hand grenade? He's a fucking fisherman. He just needs to protect himself. From you never know. what? From pirates. From sharks and pirates. Sharks, and- <laughs> you know. Okay, I see. Yeah. From smugglers, dude, his fucking like aid or whatever has a hook for a hand. All right, I'm sure there's some pirates out there. It's Seattle in the Seattle waters. No question. Okay, it's amazing. It's so bad, but I honestly had a very good time watching it. And like just the music and the music's uh, fucking awful. The like bro. rap track that they play during that fight sequence. I mean, they're doing like a Rage Against the Machine kind or core and like it's just like Deep Blue Sea. I mean, it it is. Oh, it's not. It's no deepest bluest. It's nothing is deepest bluest. <laughs> the name of the band is Razor Burner, and I couldn't even find a Wikipedia page for them, but they somehow convinced them to <laughs> record this track. My heart feels no pain. My soul feels no shame. Crucify the lame and the ones with no game. They bring it and they swing it and it makes me laugh. So I unleash the wrath of a lyrical bloodbath. Fear in their eyes, ignorance or wise. How about the lies to escape the prophesied man of mayhem? Mark the madman, putting out the lights of the scam. I am human, rhythm of the vintage. Coming at you hard, turn on beacons relentless. I am human. We should maybe talk about all of the video game iconography that's sprinkled throughout this, including interstitials <laughs> from the actual video game. That was, dude, I was losing well, it. Just in case you didn't understand that when she was holding the gun and shooting it, it was actually secretly a reference to House of the Dead when the character holds a gun and shoots it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the type of shit. It's like mid gunshot. The the screen will flash to like shitty video game graphics of the same moment. It's the game. It's just cutting in shots of the game. It's insane. But it looks horrendous. Because the game is old. It looks like shit. (laughs) It's never looked good. They just did a remake and it doesn't look good. Really? (laughs) Yes. Wow. Yeah. They. So it's like arcade. Like graphics like it, it looks like really shitty yeah and it looks like you're playing an arcade game in 1993 and it's just put in there not for any real like it's literally tonal ga- purpose like it's just like it, we know that this is a remake of the game so we're just gonna put that in there as a tip of the cap yeah basically but also the movie doesn't feel like a video game at all like at least like, that was another thing about resident evil that we talked about not a good movie and neither of us really enjoy it but and at least feels like these are video gamey missions mm-hmm. and the way that he conceives of the action sequences that is what a video game would look like and that is not at all what this movie is it's gameplay footage they're using they're literally yes. using gameplay footage right. in those shots like uva ball just recorded it at home one day <laughs> and, and just used it in the movie or something and then when a character dies a sheet of red yep enters the frame and you do the another another 360 pan yeah, the like you would see in a video game to be like this character is deceased yeah. or whatever, you know. terminated <laughs> deceased i don't play a lot of video games <laughs> no he doesn't yeah. <laughs> this is one of the worst video game movies i've ever seen by the way and there's a lot of bad ones this is pre- i have apparently alone in the dark is somehow worse yeah we need to do maybe an uva ball month how did he get christian slater i don't know <laughs> German billionaires. That's how you get Christian Slater. 
you back up a dump truck and be like, will you launder my money for me? That's, that's how, <laughs> that's how. And he's like, sure. Like, I'm not getting any work. I'm on fucking NBC sitcoms. I'm in. It'd be the same way they got Pauly Shore to play Pinocchio. Right. That's a thing. Yes. <laughs> Russian oligarchs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's all just Hollywood accounting. It's just smoke and mirrors, you know? <laughs> it's, it's the biggest grift there is. It's a grifter's business. It, it really is. is. Yeah. I just love a guy that's like nakedly a grifter that just like barks back at his critics threatens to fight them you know such an idiot <laughs> apparently like if you tweet about him he'll also like tweet back at you and like get into internet beef with you so maybe like we should try like egging him on and maybe we can get him on the podcast what the fuck could he possibly say like i don't know just like i'm better than you at what <laughs> do you want another quote from wikipedia <laughs> sure <laughs> when wired published a negative review of postal Bull responded with an email claiming that the critic, quote, didn't understand anything about movies and that you're an untalented wannabe filmmaker with no balls and no understanding what Postal is. You don't see courage because you are nothing. And no, I don't think this was misspelled. And no, go to your mom and fuck her because she cooks for you now since 30 years. So she deserves it. Is he talking about himself? I don't know, but that was a direct quote from the email he sent to Wired. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So maybe he'll say that to us. All right. If we're mean enough. What do you think? Apparently he's a restaurateur now. Yes, he quit the movie business because there were like a, there was like a petition going around. To have him like resign because his movies were such bullshit. That got a million signatures and it was like sponsored by a gum company. <laughs> Okay. Like the gum company was like, I'll give you a free stick of gum if you sign this petition. So it essentially got to him. I don't know why they had any skin in the game here, but they got <laughs> to a million signatures and he's like, nah, I'm not actually going to retire from filmmaking. He then like put up a counter petition and that only got like 7,000 signatures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a pro UV bowl petition. That was like, sign this if you love Juve Bowl. Nope. It got 7,600 signatures. What a fucking loser. <laughs> God. He promised that his film Postal would be, quote, way better than all that social critic George Clooney bullshit that you get every fucking weekend. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? He claimed he was the only genius in the whole fucking movie business. Oh, my God. I want to hook this guy up with the writer of The Core. That's what we need. Those two guys are very similar. I think he's probably listening to every podcast about his movies. Oh, I if see. I had to guess. Okay. From everything I've heard about him, like he's very online and he's constantly like Googling his name. I think we definitely need him on the podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's Can we get him on the podcast? Can we uh, try? I think he's going to challenge us to a boxing match. And I don't really want to. <laughs> you used to do CrossFit. You're kind of, you're in shape. He's in his sixties now. That doesn't mean I want to box the guy. I would like to get in a, at least like virtual sparring match with the guy on a podcast. <laughs> I just want to, I want to know if the allegations are true. If he laundered money. Yeah. Ah, I see. I just want, and we'll give him the chance to set the record straight. You know, you want to redeem his career. Yeah, I think most, you know, canceled celebrities or whatever, they go to Joe Rogan or they go to like they'd have an interview with Oprah or something and they and I'm willing to provide that platform for Uwe Boll. 
you know? Only you, Nico. Don't you think, I mean, aren't you in on the, the career regeneration project? Bowl back? Uh, bowl, bowl back. Bowl back better? Bowl back better? There we go. Yeah. Don't we all want to bowl back better? I like the tagline. Uve Bowl, if you are listening, come on to Why Is This a Thing? We would love to have you. We would love to talk to you about your experience in the film business. I actually want to know, does this guy even play video games? Does he like video games or is he just like... Well, what would you say based on the, this movie? No, he does not. He didn't play this one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did. The movie, aside from the fact that they shoot zombies that wield axes, does that have much to do with the game? Oh, yeah. And the lead character is the villain in the original game. Kyrian. Interesting. <laughs> and those two cops that show up at the end, those are who you play as in the original game. Interesting. Well, this was supposed to be like a prequel, right? I guess. This is this is how Kyrian became Kyrian. Right. You know your favorite video game character, Kyrian? Rudolph Kyrian? <laughs> this movie does open up with him, like the classic, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. It feels so much like watching like a fucking really cheaply made teenager movie. It was a nightmare. So many dead people. So many victims. It all started a few days ago when I came here for a rave. And now all that remains is the rotten smell of death. Well, the thing about that opening, although it's a trope and it should never happen again, but like (laughs) in its best form, you're supposed to reframe the scene later on in the movie, right? You're supposed to show it and then you're supposed to subvert the audience's expectations. Like in Goodfellas, for example, they show you stabbing the guy in the trunk. And then an hour later, you find out it's Billy Bats. And you go from like <laughs> being horrified by the gangsters to sympathizing with them an hour in. And they don't do any of that here. Uve would argue that it's reframed because he, Rudy is revealed to be the villain. But they... Okay. But how would you know he's the villain? I don't know. <laughs> how would you know he's actually the villain? <laughs> He just comes on and he's like, yeah, it was so crazy. We were on an island and everyone died. <laughs> and here's the story how everyone dies. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, we just went through it. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I mean, I could have just stopped the movie at minute five. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what stands out to me is uh, a bunch of teenagers drinking, dancing, partying on an island with a DJ booth holding the Sega sign, right. the Sega yeah. logo. On a banner above they it. They sponsored this rave. They do. <laughs> and it's also the lamest rave ever because there's like 10 kids and they're playing like generic club music. But there's naked yeah. women there, so it's not that bad. A lot of boobies in this a lot movie. Of boobies. A lot of boobies. You ever watch a movie where there's like so many boobies <laughs> and then you go, oh, this is going to be a bad movie. <laughs> do you ever see a movie where it's like there's so many boobies and it's like, well, we must be done with the boobies now. We've hit the boobies quota. <laughs> And there's more. That's what happens in this movie. It's like you basically see every woman on screen topless. Basically. Basically. Or at least with like very low cut cleavage. One you see topless because her friend threw up on her. So she has to take her top off. Just to clean it off. Naturally, that's what you do. Right. Right. And she just out in the open with it. And that doesn't really care. Talking to the guy with a hook for a hand. Yeah, it doesn't really care. that. Like You seem like a real gentleman. Yeah, it doesn't really care that a gross Captain Hook is just like having a conversation with her topless. (laughs) Yeah, this rave is uh, attacked by zombies, inexplicably. And then we cut to some teenagers who hadn't yet made it to the rave, who charter a boat 
to be brought to Isle del Morta. What what stands out to me is the the amount of cash this kid is carrying. Who's carrying the boatload of cash? The model? Oh yeah, the underwear model. Yeah, the, the underwear greatest m- underwear model in the entire continent of North America. Yes, yes, yeah. that's exactly right. So, uh, who's your boy over there with the Tom Cruise smile and the Rain Man brain? He just so happens to be the biggest underwear model in America. If you must know. Oh, congratulations. That's great. You okay, Simon? <laughs> like what kind of fucking dialogue? <laughs> with that? And then she's like, "Actually, he's a very famous underwear model." Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. Well, for, that clarifies for clearing it up. <laughs> this movie's so dumb. Uh, yeah, so he convinces these these two sailors, scary sailor men, to bring him over to the island. Mm-hmm. They basically they all get trapped there. And need to survive as the zombies begin attacking. I mean, that's pretty much the whole movie. They do call them zombies, although, and they are undead, I suppose, but they don't really behave like your average. They they behave like the what, what's the Return of the Living Dead, like those zombies that kind of talk and fuck with you. Yeah, you can actually kill these zombies though, which is good. You can't right. you can't kill the Return of the Living Dead zombies. They really do just seem like guys wearing zombie clothes and makeup who are trying to kill you. You do sort of forget that they're zombies at a certain Even point. Even though they called them zombies in yeah. the script. Like, they don't do the, you know, the cheap out where it's like, oh, they're walkers or they're hunters. or Like, they don't just give them a stupid name. They actually call them zombies. Well, I think the close comp is, they, they feel a lot like the I, ghouls or, I don't even know what they were, but the, the demon people in Ghosts of Mars. They're a lot like that. Yeah. Just, just rabid evil things right. that are just rushing you and trying to hack you up. And that's about it. Right. Uh, we, we come to find out by the way, that there was a Spanish guy from like the 15th century yeah. that wanted to become a mortal. And that's why he like developed this genetic mutation essentially of the blood. Right. That was like the, cause there's a scene where like the kids are in the laboratory and the guy goes under the microscope and he's like, I've never seen blood like this before. It's genius. It's blood. It's blood? Yeah, but it's not human though. It's like it's it's like it's been mutated. I've never seen anything like it before. It's completely unnatural. It's fucking genius. That's the little seed. It's like, oh, he's he's gonna become the evil doctor in the original. Because oh. Kyrian in the original game is an evil doctor that creates the virus that spreads throughout this stupid fucking mansion or whatever. I see. Okay. Yeah. But this guy, and they ask him too. It's like, you want to become immortal? Why? And then he answers the question: to live forever. It works. <laughs> After all these years, it finally works. The blood. Did you hear what I said? It works. I'm going to live forever. Forever. (laughs) (laughs) 
Don't you love when the it's like the Norm Macdonald joke where it's like the setup is the same as the punchline. The question is the same as the answer. I was thinking of <laughs> Ron Weasley says the same thing in the Harry Potter where he's just like immortal and Hermione's like, it means you never die. I know what it means. <laughs> Why did you want to become immortal to live forever? <laughs> To live forever! <laughs> this is the stupidest exchange I've ever heard. <laughs> so he lives under the titular house of the dead, which is like a cabin in the middle of the woods with like gravestones all over the place. Yes. Again, it felt very inspired by Evil Dead, the look of it. Yeah, sure. 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 Yeah, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. yeah and that's a Yeah, that that that's the Cabin in the Woods movie. Definitely. Uh, this movie's a really, really shit version of Evil Dead, basically. A really, really bad version. Possibly the worst you could imagine. The worst version of that you could ever imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the worst movies ever made. I mean, yeah. no one's debating that here. No. Uh I did like when the guy called sex the old humpity dumpity. Thought that was pretty <laughs> fun. Oh yeah. Or humpity bumpity, sorry. Humpity bumpity. Humpity bumpity. <laughs> You gonna use that one? I might. Humpity bumpity. I might. I might adopt that one. <laughs> Want to go inside? We could. <laughs> we could do the whole humpity bumpity. It sounds like something Austin Powers would say. <laughs> try to fix Shagalicious you baby. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what do you think of the Humpty Bumpity? <laughs> oh, that's pretty solid. Rock solid. Humpty Bumpity. Bumpity. <laughs> um, yeah, just like the love sequences in this too are just like, that is not a way that two people have ever touched each other before. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, all of this, the swimming zombies in the ocean, that was fun. These are some of the dumbest characters ever. <laughs> yeah. That just jump in the ocean with the zombies in it. Yeah. Including one character, I'm not kidding you, her name is Liberty, and she's wearing an American flag. Like, her costume is red, white, and blue, and they call her Liberty. Now, is that from the video game? Yeah, that's a good question. Let's see. I don't believe it is. Liberty from House of the Dead? She is just from the movie. There you go. There you go. I do love, you know, this is a great cliche of movies, but she is of Asian descent. Sure. And she's doing kung fu. Yeah. So, you know. Everybody has the little quirks. Every, yeah, that's always that's always nice to see. The one girl they establish is a fencer. She enjoys fencing, and then she's given a sword later. Yeah. That's she, she's not fencing, but she's sword fighting, and it's kind of close enough. Doesn't do any fencing or any sword fighting of any kind prior to that. It would have been nice to have like seen that to get a sense of to, how to that To establish the character. Instead of just saying right. that. <laughs> there are a lot of like setups and immediate payoffs, too. Like There's that one sequence where they find the gunpowder, mm. and they're like, oh, this gunpowder is no good to us unless we blow, blow it, it up. up. <laughs> but we couldn't do that. And then they run away from the gunpowder, and then... Five minutes up. later, proceeds to blow it up. It's great. Just a media payoff. It's great. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you took half of a screenwriting class one time. <laughs> you uh, vaguely know how to do this. Chekhov's gunpowder. <laughs> how about the guy that, like, the zombie spits up on his face and he's like, I'm the elephant man now. I'm an animal. Don't look at me. What happened to that <laughs> character in the movie? I think he's the one that blows himself up. Right? Or maybe not. He lights the gunpowder? Yes, he's the guy that lights the gunpowder. Yeah, he he lights the gunpowder by shooting it with a bullet. Right. No. Which always works. No. Oh. It's it's also a wooden barrel. Right. 
What's that mean? That might be a video game reference because you see Adam in the game House of the Dead. When you shoot wooden barrels with a gun, they blow up. <laughs> they blow up. <laughs> I just thought that was physics, honestly. You may not have caught it, but it was actually a very subtle reference I, to the game. I, I missed All it. these Easter eggs I in there it. for the hardcore fans. It is a pretty good movie now that I think about it. Yeah, he's like he's really upset because like even if he survives, look at my face. No one will ever look at me. And it's like, dude, I think you can probably suck it up. Yeah. yeah, they do. They work wonders with plastic surgery these days. All right, they do. Look at fucking Tom Cruise and Vanilla Sky. There you go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I saw a guy with no nose once at a stop and shop. It didn't stop him from getting his groceries. You know, that's startling. What? It's true. Yeah, no, it's great. The guys, the guy, you know, you get over it. Is my point. Yeah. But he's like, I'm the elephant man. <laughs> and it's like, you're not the fucking elephant man, dude. All right. The elephant man had a, a head that was the size of a fridge. All right? You have a little scar on your face now. I think you'll be okay. And the girl's like, oh, but you were so brave back there. And they start making out. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Are you? I love this line. He's like, are you just saying all this to make me feel better? And she goes, I'm saying this to make me feel better. And he's like, good enough. <laughs> Okay. I think I'd be more offended if I heard that. Right. It didn't sound reassuring at all. It sounded worse. Oh, yeah. There, at one point, this guy, Greg, oh, Greg, who was killed much earlier in the movie, just reappears with a cape. And it's like, why is this guy got a cape now? <laughs> Never trust a guy with a cape. Never trust a guy with a cape. No. Especially a lawyer with a cape. Yep. <laughs> and... Uh, I just love making Seinfeld references that just Nick has just goes right over his head. You. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> one day you'll, you'll get that. Dude, watch in like six years, I'm going to watch Seinfeld and I'm going to start making jokes. Right. I welcome you with open arms. You, you know, better late than never. I'm going to be like, no soup for you. And you guys are going to be like, uh, yeah, ah, yeah, 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 the soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goes to the one fucking Seinfeld <laughs> reference that you don't have to have seen Seinfeld to know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but the guy comes with a cape and it turns out that's actually the Spanish guy wearing the dude's face for a mask. And he wants to become immortal and then we get a flashback of that. He's dead. Like he's a, He's the, an undead. He's, he's one a, of the zombies, right? But how did he become undead? I was a little lost on this. Well, in the flashback you see that he hangs himself yes and he's like you'll see i'll be immortal as he hangs himself and then i guess there was something in his blood that brought him back and he's just been a, a zombie chilling out that's it yeah wow Which, like honestly if you can just do that like what's the like why do you have to be all evil and fucking eat brains and shit i was gonna say like you know why did he have to come back as like a, a zombie if he, he, that implies like he never really died essentially he just immediately came right back you're right. The motivation of the zombies is unclear. Right. Like, why are the zombies doing what they're doing? This guy just wanted to be immortal. That's that has nothing to do with zombies <laughs> eating people. That's true. But at the same time, it doesn't really seem like they were that motivated to eat you. Because, well, maybe just because we don't see much of the eating. That's true. You know, but a lot of times the zombies will just like hit you over the head and knock you over or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe they need to feed on the living to survive, but that guy, I don't know, like if like he's clearly he still has his cognitive function, you know what I mean? He's not on autopilot. He's still like a person. He just has immortality. Yeah. I guess my only question is why can't the zombies be chill? You know? <sighs> Do you really want to hang out with a zombie? 
even no. if they were even if they were chill, would you want to chill? With no, them? but I'm not going to be like xenophobic about them. Like, uh, you can okay. still hang out. I have many zombies. There's plenty of people I wouldn't want to hang out with, but they don't eat people. It's true, right? Like you don't have that's the, the you don't have to resort to that. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to resort, well, that's resort to what that. I would say to Army Hammer if I was one of his friends. <laughs> Just be like, I love you, pal, but I'm not cool with the whole eating people thing. At least in Return of the Living Dead, they said to stop the pain, they must eat your brains. Yes. They cannot go on right. unless they eat your brains. Right. These zombies are just dicks. They're just, exactly. They're just dicks. They're just dicks. They're just eating you. <laughs> and maybe there is a reason in the lore or whatever, but like, yeah, I think they're just being evil. <laughs> I don't know, man. You have immortality. Why do you need to like fuck with a bunch of teens at a rave? I mean, at that point, you're just bored, right? It's on an island. Right. Should we go to a rave on an island? Um, what do like you a festival? Like, like Fire Perhaps Island? Like a- yeah, well, maybe get, not that. that <laughs> you want to do Fire Island too? I, apparently, it's coming up. I could be honest. I've never been to a rave. I don't think they're your scene. No. I mean, I've been to clubs, but never like to that level, you know? I think you wouldn't know what to do at a rave. Like, I don't know what to do at a casino. <laughs> Sure. There's, there's protocol. There's sort of. I think you just you know. take Molly and just vibe, right? <laughs> Isn't that the idea? I suppose that's true. I suppose yeah. that's true. Right. I mean, it's a little more easy to understand than the rules of craps or whatever. My my knowledge of raves is exclusive to movies and like nothing else. Uh-huh. So every time I've seen a rave in a movie, it's in a very peculiar location. Like, for example, Freddy vs. Jason, it's in the middle of a cornfield. Right. <laughs> Sure. It's in the basement of a bank in Soho. Or there we, yeah, there right. we go. Yes, exactly. Here, it's on a fucking island. I'm, right. I, like, does it have to be in the middle of nowhere? I think maybe the secrecy, the like, you know, secret handshake, what's the password element is crucial to the rave. I don't think you can just like advertise the rave at the library. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just be like open about a rave is happening because mm. like nefarious things happen at raves. I see. You know? Nefarious things. But also, they're very noisy. So I feel like it's kind of hard to keep a rave secret. I would say it's nearly impossible. So maybe you got to go to, like, upstate New York. and Right. You're you're pretty much fine there. That being said, though, I feel like in all movies, the music at raves is very quiet because there's a lot of dialogue happening. Has to be. Characters are able able to talk to each other at room volume (laughs) at raves in movies. You know, as you yeah. hear, ns, ns, they're probably ns. just using the Adobe AI enhanced speech function. That's why the social network is the best because of that scene where they're in the club. The two characters are literally yelling at each other because right. it's so loud. Yeah, that meanwhile it's best. like Sorkin dialogue, and <laughs> yeah. you can't even hear it. It's like, great. It's the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. maybe I got to go to a rave, guys. I'm just not a big. I'm not a big clubber, dude. Mm. I just don't. <laughs> You're not gonna like it. What's the fucking not, point? I'm gonna be really uncomfortable. Oh, I'm man. not gonna dig it at all. People are going to be like handing me pills and shit. And I'm going to be like, yes. well, he's going to meet his wife there. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like a movie. The one rave I went to. There she, she was, was there. across the room. <laughs> who, who, intri- who brings you to a rave? That's the question. Oh, I don't know anyone that would bring me to a rave. You need to connect. It's kind of like Coke. You need like a guy. <laughs> you need a rave guy. You can't just go to a rave. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. That That's true. I don't surround myself with a person that would ever end up at a rave. Maybe that's my problem. Don't they do clubbing at the casinos, though? Yeah, no, I've been to those. I've been That's to those. not much different. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I always don't like them. Because I just, like, sit there, and I'm like, I can't hear you. you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm okay. just not into that. No. I don't like, I like to be able to, like, hear you. Yeah. And I like other people to hear me, clearly. Mm. <laughs> 
You're supposed to be vibing, not talking. That's yeah, I don't. Thing. I don't really vibe well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's terrible. I don't have good vibes. I just no, I don't vibe well. I just have takes. You know what I mean? That's all I have. I don't have vibes. I just have opinions on you know fucking Taylor Swift albums. No, I see. It's all I can bring you. Um, what else do I get here? Can we, just, can we just end this? I mean, I no, <laughs> uh, I like this, is a this horrible movie. movie. You don't like this you, movie. It's bad. You can't even argue why you like it. <laughs> you can't even articulate why Nico, you like it. I just, something about that's so funny. No, I like this movie. It's just, shut up. <laughs> uh, the, the zombies in the, the moss at the end were pretty cool. They're like moss zombies. Moss zombies are cool. We're not done with this. I like this movie crap. We're going to watch this again. Nico, I'm going to pop this on someday just to... Just maybe after a rave, dude. Oh, I see. Oh, no. So at the end of the movie, there's the guy, Rudy, and the girl. Alicia, is that her name? I, think? I don't remember. Maybe. And she gets stabbed in the heart by the main zombie guy. Yes. But she survives somehow. I love the line where she's running out because he wants to like harvest their bodies for more experiments or whatever. And she's like, fuck those clothes. I can't believe it just happened. Isn't it nice to know someone wants you for your body? Yeah. Depending on what they want. Isn't it nice to know someone wants you for your body, Adam? It's nice. I don't, does she survive? Unclear. I don't think she does. Unclear. I think he's going to turn her into zombie girl. Right, because he says something like, I brought her back, whatever form of her remains. Yeah, my, and then that, there's like a wide shot of the city and then it's over. Yeah, that's he says like, love's a bitch, even though I have no, they they don't love each other. Right. It's pretty good, is my point. And that's the movie. <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Made $13 million at the box office. That's Made a, its money back. Wait, 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 how much did it cost? $12 million. It did not make on the its, books. Apparently. It did not make its money. Uh, the German financiers are happy about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, I'm mad at myself for bringing this one to the pod. Oh, how that's, dare you? That's a rarity. No, this is his first film, right? It's his first American film, I think. Yeah. I think I it's, see. it's like his third or fourth film or something like that. Yeah. He did a bunch of money laundering in Germany well before this. Yeah. I think we need to do some kind of Uwe Boll miniseries at some point. And I think we need to do the documentaries and we need to really get into it. Wow. Agree? Could we do the Uwe Bowl instead of the Super Bowl? That's why they pay the big bucks, Nick. I don't care what they say about you. Wait, what do they say? Wait a minute. What does that mean? There is a director's cut of this film. It was released on Blu-ray in 2008, so you can track that down if your heart desires. Nope. <laughs> With alternate dialogue and shit. He just added like more boobs. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. He did like a George Lucas and he like 3D <laughs> rendered more topless women into the background. <laughs> just walk across the frame. <laughs> oh, dude, there's fucking boobs uh, on the camcorder, like the expositional camcorder <laughs> footage. That they show you, like, boobs just appear in that. It's like, oh, my God, they're everywhere. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I think that's it. There's that spectacular week one. Way to go, Adam. This is like a bottom 
10, bottom five for me. All time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I probably bottom five, yeah. This is really bad. It's just tough because it's like there's movies that I have enjoyed watching less. You know, like there, there's really bad, bad movies that I just can't even, I can't even get sick, twisted enjoyment out of them. And there are at least times where I'm like, this dialogue is amusing. Sure. You know, I don't know. It's hard to say that it's in the bottom 10. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of competence, it might be like, it's, it's definitely really bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Definitely. All right. Uh, we will be back next week with hopefully a scary movie. If we release one episode early, we got, um, if we release the 31st of the Tuesday, Instead of a Wednesday release, we can squeeze three more in. Yeah, the, our plan, one way or the other, is to get four movies done for the spectacular. We're a week late because of scheduling conflict, so we might have to either put two episodes out in one week or extend it to the beginning of November. But you're going to get four spectacular movies. We're not going to short shrift you on that. No. Uh, okay, and we love you, right? Yes, we do. See you next week. <laughs>